For the last 12, 13 days, we have journeyed through Lent and are still journeying through Lent. One of the images that we tend to use when we're talking about Lent is the desert. A couple years ago, I got to go into the Holy Land and actually see the desert areas in which Scripture is talking about. It's very much like the movies and portrayals of the desert in which we go out into a, a no-man's land for miles and miles on end seeing nothing. Everything looks the same, and as you wander through that desolate area, you begin to question yourself. What are you doing? Why are you here? And if you stay there long enough, you begin to question your sanity. Because everything begins to look the same. So why do we use the image of a desert when we talk about Lent? The question that we have to begin to ponder about today is what are we looking for? What are we seeking in life? We go about our daily lives, especially in Lent, in which the church asks and invites us to look at our own lives. And what do we begin to see and find? We find our weakness. We find our shortcomings. We find our failures. And in the midst of all that, we see and find ourselves suffering, hopeless, in everything that we do. For some, we're trying to give up something in Lent, and all we can think about is that struggle. Or throughout the week, we're constantly falling into the thing in which we offer, whether that's food, whether that's bad habits, we find ourselves falling back into those temptations and then all we can think about is that hopelessness, that failure that we've committed and how we're weak that we can't overcome these temptations, these desires and struggles that we have. But today in our gospel reading, we're given hope. It's a call for us to transcend to go beyond of ourselves. Because we hear from the letter of St. Paul, our citizenship is not here on earth, my dear brothers and sisters. Our citizenship is in heaven, in heaven with God. Let us look together at our gospel reading. The simple facts that the disciples, three disciples were taken with Jesus a mountain, had an experience, and had to come down the mountain. As they are invited together by Jesus, three disciples were going up to the mountain. The mountain is to symbolize to symbolize the relationship and the encounter with the divine, as it's the place in which the mountain pokes into the heavenly realm, in which God in which God appears and God is. So for the disciples to ascend the heavens is an invitation for us that we're drawing ourselves towards the heavenly realm, 
that our hearts are yearning for something. And as that invitation occurs, they get to the mountain. What happened? They're tired. They're weary. They fall asleep. Just like you and I, whenever we're in the midst of our struggles, we're tired, exhausted, weary. Because we don't see the hope, we don't see the purpose of our suffering, and in the midst of our suffering, our hopelessness, there is no hope. There is nothing to look forward to. But as they begin to encounter the divine in the heavens, what do they see? What do they say? We hear Peter say, let's stake three tents for you, for Moses, for Elijah, so that we can stay here. Our invitation, our encounter with the divine transforms and changes us. It turns our hopelessness into hope. It turns our suffering into meaning. It turns our despair into love. It completely changes who we are. That's why the apostles didn't want to leave the mountain. That's why they wanted to stake their tents to stay up there. Because they see the best version of themselves. They encounter such majesty that nothing in, on earth can meet, can match up to that divine. But yet they have to come down. They have to come back to reality. Let, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, is us coming up the mountain and back down. Let cause us to begin to change, to begin to transform, because we are those disciples up on the mountain, weary, exhausted, sleepy. But when we see, encounter, and are transformed by the transfiguration, we are made anew again. We go from hopeless to hopeful, from old life to new life. But where does it begin? It begins internally in us, in the depths of our heart. Because in adoration, we come face to face with God. In the moment of transfiguration, they see the radiance of God face to face. It's in the recesses of our hearts where we encounter the divine, where we come to see God face to face. But in the recesses of our hearts are also the darkness of our lives, our sinfulness, our struggles, things that we are ashamed of if it was brought into light, no one would see us the same. No one would respect us. If they know what's in the recesses of my heart, they wouldn't see me as me. But that is the recess in which God wants to come into. That God wants to enter into to transform us, to make us anew again. 
where change will begin to occur in our lives. Because in that change, in the changes of the recesses of our hearts, we first are transformed and changed. Our actions, our deeds are then transformed. And in that transformation, our family begins to change. Our community begins to change. Our church begins to change. And our world then is changed and transformed. It's not an easy task. It's not something that we do today, tomorrow. But it's a daily change and transformation in which we have to come down the mountain to experience the reality, to face our struggles head on, knowing that we are not alone in what we do, knowing that God was in us and is changing us daily. But it requires us to allow him to change us. It, allows, it requires us to cooperate with that change. It, it requires us to participate in that change. Because, my dear brothers and sisters, we want to stay comfortable. We don't want to change. We're comfortable with where we're at. We're comfortable with the gospel message that we want to hear. We're comfortable on believing the image of Jesus Christ that we want him to be. But Lent and the gospel message, my dear brothers and sisters, is to challenge the comfortable, to challenge our spiritual comfortability, but also challenge our journey and our comfortability in our faith. So are we wanting that transformation? Are we wanting to encounter the divine and be transformed and changed forever for the greater good? Because our citizenship is not here. Our life does not end here with our last breath. But we're going to be here for eternity, forever. So therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, are you and I willing to change? Are you and I willing to be transfigured and conform our lives to that of Christ? Are you and I willing to allow God to enter into the recesses of our hearts, to show us the radiant glory, the light that can be in us? Or are we just willing to stay in the dark, to stay comfortable at the bottom of the mountain and be where we're at? Amen.